0: Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details.
1: Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast, with your hosts Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage, from National Signing Day to the National Championship, and everything in between, CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast.
0: And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast. Here on CBS Sports, that's Tom Fernelli, I'm Chip Patterson, coming to you live at youtube.com slash cover3 and all across the 24-7 Sports Facebook network. Thanks for hanging out. Smash that subscribe, smash the like, come and join us in the chat, and you see those sirens in your feed, you know exactly what that means. We've got breaking news here on a Monday night. Northwestern head coach Pat Fitzgerald out amidst a hazing scandal the, Tom, we discussed this this morning on, uh, on Monday's 11 a.m. Eastern time live edition of the cover three podcast. None of us thought that this would be happening anytime soon. Um, I, we surprised, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's the first uh, reaction you, you get hit with it. You say like, are you, are, are you surprised by the news? Yes, I was. I, I did not think that this would be the outcome period. And I did not think that we would be getting a swift outcome right now.
1: I'm I'm not surprised this was the outcome. I'm very surprised at the timing of it. I, I did I think that, you know, after we got off the air and recorded the episode, the this the news story in the Northwest Daily Northwestern came out about racism allegations in the program from like the late 2000s, and just like any time there are allegations made against a football coach that involved racism sexual assault hazing the the chances of the coach being fired are always high but i just based on what i had been told which i went over on the show this morning you know i'm surprised by the timing of it and my gut tells me that there's more to it than maybe it was possibly known beforehand for this to be the decision because it was yesterday where school president said he's going to reconsider the two-week suspension And then 24 hours later, Pat Fitzgerald is fired. To me, to go from two weeks suspension in July to firing the coach, there's got to be something else.
0: And correct me if I'm wrong, the – they wanted the investigation to be an, an independent investigation so that they could say that there was no tampering with it. Mm-hmm. So you know, they get someone else to come in, conduct the indicate the investigation into the hazing allegations, and they come back with their own findings. So what if, in light of more allegations, if you're at the university, now aren't you a little interested in doing your own investigation? Mm-hmm. And For that's sure. what had me thinking that. With, with everything starting to pile up, that's where Northwestern decided that it was going to lead the charge and starting to ask some questions. And the second that things started to mount up, that's the only way you go from zero to 60 here. I'm with you right there. My mind goes to a place where Northwestern was like, okay, now we get to start asking around and what they came back with quickly piled up enough that they didn't feel comfortable moving forward. They don't want to fight all of these individual sets of allegations. They'd probably rather just clear it and move on.
1: Yeah, but it it's it's a tricky situation too because again just trying which is really hard putting the allegations aside for now and just looking at the decision making process and Fitzgerald being fired. Oh, well, that's the most part- interesting
0: thing. I mean, let's just, let's be honest, there's nothing that's interesting about the gory details of the allegations that have been made uh about the like a, the how uncomfortable activities made at least one person feel or that that's mm-hmm. that, is, that is not a fun thing to sit and litigate I don't enjoy that part no. of the story so yes we can put that to the side and look at the decision because that is uh, a much more diff a much a much more um appropriate conversation I think for us to have
1: but be- because Pat Fitzgerald is so important to the program like that's like the significant part of him being fired, but you look at Northwestern in recent years, like, cause you know, I, I mentioned this on HQ just now before we came on here, but like, you know, Fitzgerald was a player. He was then, you know, the coach of the program. So it's like, it's very much like a kind of fairy tale story where the former player leads the team to the Rose bowl in 94. And then he becomes the coach and leads them to a less level of success that they just had never had in the history of the program. They get a giant, athletic department or facility built on Lake Michigan along the shores that that never was possible without Pat, Pat Fitzgerald becoming the coach. But you look at the school in recent years, there's been a lot of changes. Oh, like new Jim university Phillips, president
0: who just showed yeah, up. Jim Phillips was
1: the athletic director. Jim Phillips was the guy that brought Pat Fitzgerald you know, and helped run that athletic department. He leaves to become the commissioner of the ACC. So you've got a new athletic director coming. You, your president steps down. You hire a new president, that president steps down almost immediately afterwards because of health issues. So then you hire the guy, the person who was your second choice to be the president. So you've got a new president, you've got a new AD, and you've got a college football coach who practically is the most famous person on that campus. I mean, not practically, he is the most famous yeah. on that campus. So he. In a situation like this, I do wonder if Jim Phillips is still the AD and it's still the old president. Is Pat Fitzgerald fired right now?
0: Ooh,
1: maybe. Mm. maybe. But I don't. I don't think he. I think there's more time that's passing between this. But I think that again, and not, this is not a judgment on whether it's the right or wrong decision. I want to make that clear. I'm just trying to figure out if that plays a part in what's happened here, or if Fitzgerald might have had more time, or he might have had more friends in the room against allegations like this had that not been the case. So these are all things that I think you kind of have to take into consideration here. But it's 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 an odd situation because he has been the coach there for a very long time. He's been very important for that program. And trying to figure out, like, forgetting the timing of this, which, again, what, Big Ten Media Days is in two weeks?
0: Yeah, it's uh, he's supposed to speak two weeks from Wednesday.
1: Mm-hmm. So...
0: Well, you couldn't send him there. So I, I nearly texted you this. I, in my mind, as things were starting to pile up and acknowledging the seriousness of it all, I thought that there was a a wiggle room or a pivot point where the university would say, you know, this is really unacceptable. Um, There are going to be two games missed. He returns for week three and that's a road games. That means the circus won't be in your backyard. And then he's back on the sidelines coaching the rest of the way. And they talk about, you know, we need to learn from this and grow moving forward. And like with everything that, you know, we're kind of sold on about your football culture and especially Pat Fitzgerald. I thought that that was like, that makes sense. I could, I could absolutely Mm -hmm. see that being the outcome here. Uh, That is, that is not the outcome here. Now Northwestern goes to big 10 media days without its head coach who's been there for 18 years Um we're we're recording this in real time. Tom and I just the news broke, we got on HQ. Now we're over here on the cover three podcast. Thank you to all of you that are jumping in live at youtube.com slash cover three. Um this we don't have an official word from Northwestern as of right now, correct?
1: I think there was something from the school president, but I have not seen or I didn't I I saw a tweet about it, but I've been able to
0: And as we continue the conversation, chat, feel free to fill us in on the the stuff as it is becoming official because eventually here in a few minutes, we do want to get to the, the Northwestern team that's going to have to take the field 12 times this fall and the the sort of challenge and, and the expectation for that group as well once we start to know who the interim coach is and all those things. Uh, sorry. So what, what other pieces of this are you unpacking right now?
1: Well, just trying to spin it forward here. They need an interim coach, but if you're firing Pat Fitzgerald for the things that happened on his watch, can you just – promote an assistant or a coordinator who was on the same watch to take over as the interim, like it's it's an odd situation and one that I think is going to be very, very difficult for them to figure out. And on a weird time frame in that we are in the middle of July and the season is starting in a month and a half and they've got to have a coach in place. So I feel like it's going to end up being an assistant or a coordinator or maybe, I don't know, just I'm trying to think of like, I don't know somebody they can bring back just as a figurehead kind of coach. It's it's going to be a very, very difficult situation to navigate for Northwestern both on and off the field this year.
0: In the days ahead, uh, Athletic Director Derek Gregg will announce the leadership for this upcoming season, so we're not going to know that right now. And the president, um, President Michael Schill, released a letter confirming the news and also giving a, a much more, spef- uh, more specifics on the investigation and what it came back with. Uh, during the investigation, 11 current or former football student players acknowledged that hazing has been ongoing within the football program. In new media reporting today, still more former Northwestern student-athletes confirmed that hazing was systemic, dating back many years. This has never been about one former student-athlete and his motives This is much bigger than that. Again, this is the letter from Northwestern University President Michael Schill. The hazing included forced participation, nudity, and sexualized acts of degrading nature in clear violation of Northwestern's policies and values. I'm very grateful that, to my knowledge, no student suffered physical injury as a result. Um, Let's see. The hazing was well-known was well known by many in the program, though the investigator failed to find any credible evidence that Coach Fitzgerald himself knew about it. Well. But we're holding him responsible.
1: I mean, at the end of the day, when you're the coach, you are the one who's going to be held responsible. But it's just, again, the fact that there's no evidence that Pat Fitzgerald was aware of it and they fired him, again, I, it's... It's a surprising thing. And again, I'm not trying to say right or wrong, because again, when as I mentioned earlier on the show today, the players I talked to confirmed that the hazing happened. The mm-hmm. only thing that they were very much pushing back against was the sexual assault nature of it. They thought that that was kind of an egregious way of describing what was happening in the hazing incidents. But I said this on HQ, too, and I, I even talked about this with a couple of the players I talked to. I says, you know, locker room culture When you grow up in a locker room, like playing football or playing sports as a kid, and then you end up at, I never played in the D1 level, but when you grow up in a lot of locker rooms, the kind of antics and the relationships and the hazing, if that's what you're going to call it, that takes place inside those locker rooms seems completely normal to you. But to people on the outside who aren't part of that locker room culture, it looks absolutely insane. (laughs) <laughs> and
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, no, I mean it's, I'm not I am not laughing but this you're there's a lot about college football that to someone on the outside looks absolutely insane so yeah like, I mean it but, just I'm adding it to the chapter
1: yeah like the frog in the pot of boiling water the frog doesn't realize it's boiling until it's too late and I right. think that this is kind of a situation that Northwestern may be dealing with right now
0: <sighs> tough tough. I mean, disappointing on so very many levels, a disappointing end to uh, Pat Fitzgerald's time um, with Northwestern and uh, and, and going to be very difficult. Okay, so we do not know um, the interim coach. We will not know potentially for the next couple of days. What can we expect from this Northwestern team? What do you think are going to be some of the challenges that they're going to face in uh, in trying to move forward with the season? And I, I say that Like not trying to over dramatize it, you know. We're think he's still he's still with us, Pat Fitzgerald. Mm -hmm. You know, thank goodness. But the this is going to be a a unique season uh, for Northwestern when they were already fighting a lot of uphill battles anyway. The way that it looked going into the year.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, this was a team that we haven't done our Big Ten win totals yet, obviously, but it is, is a team that none of us have been shy about. Expressing our opinions for the expectations for Northwestern in 2023, based on what we saw from last year's team and based on what we've seen from the last two seasons of Northwestern football since the COVID season when they won the West and got to the Big Ten Championship. Now you take the coach away six weeks before the season starts. You've got a lot of players like will they be transferring in? Well, or you know, like will players who did transfer in this offseason suddenly transfer out. Other players who just committed into the c- recruiting class who are now going to be, you know just having second thoughts about whether or not they want to be part of the program. I, I have no idea. My expectations for the 2023 season for Northwestern are not high and they were not high to begin with, but I think it's going to be a very long year. And I, I don't know, maybe, maybe they rally around it and galvanize and play strong. I doubt. I wouldn't it. bet on
0: it. I, I would be a great out, great story. I get like a great way for this to spin forward for the players on this team danny cannell uh jumping in as well D- dk i appreciate you uh going straight from the carousel you know right ju- jumping in with us off hq
2: uh onto cover three my wife made burgers that look really good i want to watch the home run derby and then it's like holy cow what just happened oh man um, how <laughs> hey, where, skewered on twitter i mm-hmm. i hate this story i'll just tell you i will be honest i am biased because i like pat fitzgerald i think he's a good coach i think he has good character i think he's run the program the right way for 17 years and i say that and people are just skewering me on twitter uh because well if it was the right way he wouldn't have known this um something still feels off i think there's going to be a massive lawsuit from pat fitzgerald that he's going to try to salvage his reputation and some money as well um i just for 17 years somebody's coached haven't heard a peep there hasn't been any incidents incidences whatsoever and for a couple players, one who is reported had a vendetta to take down Pat Fitzgerald and we're gonna listen to him as opposed to the hundreds if not thousands of players who have signed petitions and backed him including the entire team uh, I'm in a little shock right now and I think it's terrifying how swiftly and how quickly this took place.
1: I, I think we, we talked about it a little bit before you joined on us. The statement from the school president said that more players had come forward to confirm the hazing and all that kind of stuff that took place. But he also said in that same statement that there was no proof that Pat Fitzgerald had any awareness of any of it. So do you know what yeah, I think I, happened?
2: Cause you know what I think happened? I think all the stuff, the hazing probably did happen, right? It's been reported. Oh, I I have no doubt. But I think most of the players, if not all, thought it was goofing around, you know, dudes being dudes or this is hazing. I don't think any of them thought it was sexual assault. I don't think any of them thought it went to a place that was, um, you know, worthy of reporting to Pat Fitzgerald or had any problem with it whatsoever. And then you had one that did. And he took it forward. Like I, I, think these things probably took place. You know, I was thinking of like some, you know, people are the dry humping thing or whatever's taking place. I, I never experienced that at all. Um, but I've seen stuff like the naked bear crawl. It's humiliating. It's dumb. It's stupid. But it takes place in a lot of locker rooms. And I think there are going to be coaches who are terrified of this happening to them. And you're just going to see a, a zero tolerance policy for hazing, which. We've seen that already happen in fraternities, I and mean, I think we talked about that earlier today. Probably just going to be implemented here and say, you know what, I don't care what anybody thinks. Is it fun? Is it camaraderie? Whatever it is. It's not worth my job. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly, and I would say yeah. the same thing if I was a coach.
0: No, this is um. – it is interesting to think about the impact that this decision is going to have, as we've discussed, not only within Northwestern, but throughout college football uh, as a whole – Again, the university president saying that uh, 11 different uh, current or former foot- football student-athletes uh, recognized and acknowledged that the hazing has been going on within the program. Michael Schill explaining the decision. We won't know the interim coach uh, for a little bit. The team faces a, a very, very difficult season ahead. Um, who? How do you sell Northwestern football now? So now They're there's gone. a d- – They're They're
2: going to see an exodus of players. They're going to be awful this year. The under is a half, and I'll take under.
0: So you are um, the athletic director who, as you just mentioned, like we've had new university president in 2022. You got a new athletic director in 2021. A lot of new blood, an interesting dynamic, Tom, as you were mentioning earlier. So put yourself in their shoes. How do you sell Northwestern football right now?
1: it's a big 10 job
0: it's it is a take and you're gonna get paid a lot of money yeah
1: yeah and i think that i mean my my initial feeling is as we kind of discussed earlier like when it comes to naming the interim you're not like if you're firing fitzgerald for these allegations you can't really hire somebody who has connections to the program where all this stuff took place that you just fired the coach for So whatever the long-term hire is, I think that it's going to have to be somebody from outside the program without any actual ties to it. Now, could it be somebody with Big Ten experience? Yes, but will it be somebody with ties to Northwestern? I doubt it. I think that it's still an attractive job simply because, again, it's a Big Ten gig. It's going to be coming with a Big Ten paycheck. You have those beautiful facilities that I mentioned earlier that they built along Lake Michigan. There's a proven blueprint that you can win at Northwestern at a certain level in the Big 10. Now, I'm somewhat skeptical that you can continue to win at that level in this transfer portal age considering some of the limitations that Northwestern has on who they can accept as a transfer. But I think you, this will be an attractive job to somebody who is a developer, somebody who wants to build a program like the, you know, a Pat Fitzgerald type. So I I do I don't think they're going to have trouble finding a head coach. It's just they're going to have a more limited pool of part you know pool of candidates because i think they just got to stay away from northwestern ties right now
2: you know they should go get david shaw no no that would be a good one uh lance leipold i mean he's a and like i maybe i don't know he seems like the perfect fit at kansas but he is a guy who inherited like he was he's the crisis manager coach who comes in and can maximize your potential
0: I think, that I, Lance think is enjoying, no, I think Lance is enjoying being able to recruit in a place where he has yeah. NIL opportunities. I think that Jayhawks 2024 class is starting to look like he's uh, he's found the right people to talk to. And they've decided that they want to help Kansas football win a little bit. Um, I would not leave that for Northwestern if I was Lance Leipold. I would stay at Kansas at least for another couple of years to see this thing out. Um, it has to be the Baylor remember did a whole Jim Grobe year to flush the system. Mm-hmm. out. Um, I guess this is going to be their Jim Grobe year, you know, and then they go brings in entirely new regime. Somebody gets a incredible facilities paycheck. It's beautiful. Oh my gosh. It's, it's beautiful up there.
2: Yeah, Idaho. They just put dumped in a boatload of money into the facilities. I mean, the practice facility is gorgeous and it's good. You can live in a great city. Although, as long as the fires aren't coming and screwing up
1: the air quality. I
0: mean, but, but yeah, you, you are going to...
1: You pick the absolute no. best week to be here.
0: But, but you are going to be moving to a position where also professionally you are in a um, 16-team well, Big Ten conference and you are, unde- you are fighting with Rutgers to not be 16 every single year. And guess what you got to do?
2: You got to hit the bar that Pat Fitzgerald set. Like, it'd be one mm-hmm. thing if you were going to... I mean, I guess every school's had it. You know, I mean, Elko inherited Duke, and Cutcliffe set a bar that had fallen off, and then he was able to get it right back there pretty quick. Our buddy Clark Lee at Vanderbilt was able to do what James Franklin did. You know, so somebody will find it attractive. I just think it is going to be harder and harder in this era to win and pull out some of the success that that Fitz had when he was at Northwestern. You know, NIL, transfer portal, same reason I think Stanford's going to struggle, but... Duke handled it. All right.
0: Disappointing and, uh, to the story. And, uh, it has not been a fun one to cover professionally. I guess if there's any sunny side of this gentleman, the band-aids ripped off. Okay. We've just accelerated to the end of the story. We don't have to spend the first 10 minutes of the next six episodes talking about the latest in the Northwestern hazing scandal. We just, we went ahead and we got straight to the emergency pod and that's your little bit of sunshine. In the midst of a uh, of a disappointing story, Pat Fitzgerald out at Northwestern. Um, you know, we'll find out much more in terms of the Wildcats and their interim coach here in the next couple of days, according to the school. And you can follow him on Twitter at Tom Fernell. You can follow him at Danny Cannell You can follow me at Chip Underscore Patterson. We will be back Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time for the Pac-12 win totals, Part Two. It is USC, it is Utah, and it it's the rest of the teams that formerly resided in the Pac 12 South. So come and hang out with us, gentlemen. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you. See ya.